Hi, this is Janine, and you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I had a chance to watch a really powerful film called Hearing is Believing, and it's, it stars Rachel Flowers, and I'm going to be chatting with Rachel Flowers as well as the director, Lorenzo Stefano. In a world filled with noise, there is another sound worth hearing, and her name is Rachel Flowers. You can learn more about the film by visiting hearingisbelievingfilm.com. This is a new feature documentary from award-winning filmmaker Lorenzo Stefano. There's a screening at Cinema Village in New York City, June 16th to the 22nd. And if you visit the website again, hearingisbelievingfilm.com, you'll find out more about the film. And there are incredible video clips of Rachel performing. I was just blown away watching this film. Rachel Flowers is a multi-talented instrumentalist and composer. She's 23 years old, and she lives in Oxnard with her younger brother, Vaughn, and her mother, Jeannie, who's also a singer and musician. Rachel was born 15 weeks premature on December 21, 1993, in San Diego. Her birth weight? One pound, five ounces. She lost her eyesight at three months old, retinopathy of prematurity, ROP. When she was two years old, Rachel's mother showed her how to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star on the piano. Rachel picked up the melody immediately and was soon playing every song she heard by ear. As a child, she had perfect pitch. At age four, Rachel became a student at the Southern California Conservatory of Music. Along with her study of flute, piano, and music fundamentals, it was at the Southern California Conservatory of Music, within the Braille Music Division, that Rachel learned Braille Music Code and other adaptive computer music applications. You can read more about Rachel and her background in music on rachelflowersmusic.com. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show Rachel Flowers and director Lorenzo Stefano. Hi, welcome. Hi, Janine. Nice to be with you. As I was talking earlier, I had a chance to watch this film, and I was really blown away because, you know, we all go through these ups and downs, these funks of life. And, you know, I look at Rachel and how she was born blind, and they tried to do, you know, this corrective surgery. It seemed like she was always such a positive person with this incredible musical talent. Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, I just met her in 2014. Uh, we live only 20 minutes apart, you know, but uh, there you go. What's going on inside all these houses, all these lives? You know? And uh, it was astonishing, really. And then, as I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, she's been a, a sort of a guiding light for us, you know, in terms of when we do feel that, what's it, desperation, you know, futility, all these things. I think of Rachel a lot and uh, keeps me going, keeps me writing, keeps me making films, theater, just because she could get through that, you know? Oh, I know. And excel as she has been excelling and has a future uh, when she had no future. She weighed one pound, five ounces, uh-huh. uh, 15 weeks premature. That she was, as her mom says in the film, they put her in a separate hospital. They didn't think Rachel was going to survive, so... There you go. Unbelievable. So tell me how you learned about Rachel and how you decided to make this into a documentary. Well, I met her on January 18th, 2014 at a club here in Ventura, California. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, Hans Otzen, was a guitarist. Was in her, she was in his group at the time. And he says, I got a new group with this young woman. you got to check her out. And uh, so I went down there and uh, it was pretty much one of those OMG moments, you know. Uh, yes. And met her mom, and, and I had done some music films before, too, uh, 
rather formidable ones about a jazz guitarist named Tal Farlow mm-hmm. from the 50s, and then another one about Cuban pop group called Los Zafiros, the Sapphires. Mm-hmm. And so I was working on other kinds of projects, and I said, well, I better explore this. It seemed like it just dropped in my lap. And they had been approached by filmmakers before, and they didn't follow through, or they were a little disillusioned by that kind of approach. And so we checked each other out, and, and two months later we began and we filmed for 53 days over a two-year period. Wow. So it became kind of epical, you know, and, yeah. and it, almost counter to what you would think, a little family in a little house with a little person. Yeah. But it had bigness to it, you know, yes. and hopefully the film reflects that. Were there surprises along the way? I mean, you must have been, you know, blown away by how musically talented. I mean, it's an understatement she is. It just kept coming in waves, you know. Uh, nothing... Just seeing her interact with Arturo Sandoval, a Grammy-winning jazz trumpeter from Cuba, uh, Taylor Ixty, a formidable jazz pianist, Weasel Zappa oh, yeah. in the rock world, mm-hmm. you know, the, the crowd is going, Rachel, Rachel, They're very spontaneous. We thought, okay, this is, a, she's reaching people. She just not, she had a lot of YouTube presence, you know, her mm-hmm. mom has been diligent about that. Um but Jeannie's definitely anything but a stage mom. She's avoided, as you saw from the film. Right. She says it's a marathon. It's a marathon, not a sprint. In other words, they always took the long view and didn't do things like America's Got Talent and things like that, uh, although they were asked. It became more and more impressive yeah. to me and, and the whole crew, contributors, everyone, that we needed to record and document this family. I don't see this as a person you want to exploit on a show, and it's not about glitz. It's about who she is as a person and what she's been through and and her talent is just mind-blowing all the different styles and she just is amazing i think that the the film format is the one you know mm-hmm. uh, for this the deeper analysis or exploration as opposed to a quick okay number seven come on up you oh know? i know no that wouldn't do this justice yeah She's she's uh, fragile in a lot of ways, and, and physically she's strong. She's mentally and uh, uh, morally and creatively very strong. Mm-hmm. But there's also a little, you know, she's a young girl in a lot of ways too. You know, she's 23 mm-hmm. now, but right. um, she's not. Uh, she's getting more socialized. We see that growing now. Which interviews like this, it's wonderful, you know, to see her expand her abilities. When I was watching the film, there were some moments where. When she's not holding a ukulele or she's not, you know, playing something, doing something, I felt like she wasn't communicating. She was, her, the way she communicates, the way she thrives and smiles and blossoms Mm -hmm. is through music. And that's how she interacts the best, I feel, with people. Not that she's not a good communicator, but do you know what I'm saying? Well, well, that's her first language. You know, there was Mm -hmm. a period from what mom was told us that uh, she wasn't verbal at all. They were a little concerned. Exactly. Like for maybe five years, you know. Yeah, wow. Oh my gosh, she's blind and she can't speak. But then she, uh, the way Jeannie tells it, she, uh, that she got a call from school and the teacher said, uh, where's Rachel? And the mom goes, what do you mean? She's there with you. She goes, oh, I know she's here, but she won't stop talking. <laughs> and so it just popped open. Really? Yeah, it just began. Amazing. That's incredible. All right, now coming onto the show is Rachel Flowers.
Rachel, this is Janine. Hi, Rachel. Hi. There we go. We started talking already, but now we got the Rach with us. When you were little, Rachel, do you remember a specific style of music that you just gravitated to? Classical. Classical. Why do you think that is? Just um, start out with Beethoven and Bach, just a lot of the basic stuff that has melody and harmony. And do you remember how I, that made you feel? I don't really know. I just enjoyed listening to it and hearing it. Mm-hmm. I was watching your film, and I'm thinking to myself, mm -hmm. it is amazing how you can just play all these different styles of music and, you know, perfect pitch. Yep. Do you have a favorite style, or do you just like everything? Everything. Is piano your favorite instrument? Because I know you you can play the flute and the ukulele, and you're great on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. That's like my main instrument when it comes to songwriting or playing. That's like the main well, you're incredible, and I really love this film that Lorenzo has put together. Uh, I have to say, when I heard your mom sing, it brought mm -hmm. tears to my eyes. She has a gorgeous voice as well, as do you. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Did she sing to you? Mom's here, by the way. Oh, Mom. Mom. Oh, my. Say, say hi to Jeannie. Hi. Hi. You just, you just made me blush. Uh, I'm telling you, I was, I was watching <laughs> this film, and I got really choked up, because mm -hmm. you have a background in music, correct? Yeah. Right, so I was just thinking, this is incredible. Here you are with your daughter, you're singing, and just a gorgeous voice, and it just really choked me up. Oh, thank you very much. It's a common language. I mean, music is so soothing and healing, and it just creates such a connection. What made you decide to teach her Twinkle Twinkle Little Star at two? Well, I didn't want her to beat up my piano. <laughs> <laughs> what she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So funny. And she, she started pounding on the keys. It's an old, old piano already anyway. Mm -hmm. And all the keys mm -hmm. were already broken. The ivories were broken. And she was pounding on it with a hard toy. And I thought, this is not so good. Funny. <laughs> Unbelievable. And she just figured out how to play? I showed her that one song, and she spent the rest of the day figuring out how to do it on her own. Because I, I motored her hands through it at first. Sure. Um, yeah, and then she just took off from there. And then, and then, Rachel, what else do you remember playing? I mean, you were just going wild by then, probably. Star mm -hmm. Trek, Each Space Nine, the different like theme songs from like the TV. Uh, it's a small world. Oh yeah, the Scottish bagpipes excerpt. Nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She has a big smile on her face remembering all that. Adorable. Oh, I love it. I mean, what a foundation. And then what led you to play the flute and the ukulele? How'd that come about? I loved hearing the sounds of the flute when I was at church that Mom and Dad used to go to a while ago in San Diego. Mm -hmm. There was a flute player that uh, played the played it, and I just loved the sound of it. And it took a while. My hands were still so small at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. What was it like going to the Southern California Conservatory of Music, the, the Braille Music Division? It was nice. Um, having a lot of, reading a lot of Braille music. It was nice. And computer class with technology. And... Mm -hmm. Who is the boy in the film that, that sings with you? He's got a great voice. Oh, that's Eric. Eric Hernandez yeah, from the Braille Institute. Yeah, he's a friend of Rachel's. Mm -hmm. He's very musical, too, as you can tell. And he can snap his fingers. Oh, yeah. That's what I can't do. <laughs> We found out the one thing Rachel can't do yet is snap her fingers. That's really? pretty good record, though. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's hopeless with that one. <laughs> so you can all feel better out there, folks. Phew. <laughs> the older gentleman who, I mean, is it bad if I give it away about him? Should I know? Oh, Brian? Yeah. The man who, who hooked up with them on YouTube and became a very good friend and a technical guide for Rachel. Talk a little about Brian, Rachel, what he's done for you. A whole bunch of things. Um, get a lot of my equipment going on my computer, mm-hmm. built of powerful, faster computer for me to use a lot of my powerful instruments and sounds and have to, have a whole bunch of different microphones set up so I could create my music. And um, There was a great example of, of you know, yeah. friend from this outside world. Yes. You know, people sometimes say, well, you can't trust people you meet on the Internet or YouTube. Well, there you go, Brian. And it enriched his life, too. His story is part of part of our story and her story, and, and uh, he's still on the scene. They talk all the time, and yeah. uh, he helped her with her sample libraries a lot, right, Rachel? Yeah, that's great. What are you working on now, Rachel? What, what do you have going on? I'm just writing more songs. Are there certain uh, things that inspire you to, for your songs? Maybe you don't want to share. <laughs> that's okay. It's a hard question. You know, I, I, I know. learned in interviewing Rachel many times what to, what was most productive, you know, in questioning, and, and uh, when she taps into those questions or the answers to those questions she is often running but there's also a mystery in the film you notice didn't try to answer everything you know right. it's kind of you leave it in the mysterious realm but i know rachel's motivated by dreams and nature and mm-hmm. situations it's a very organic to me i don't let her speak about it but uh, mm-hmm. that's what i got from it right Rachel? yeah tell her a little bit about the formation of these things mm-hmm. i have these dreams i would hear a little, like an excerpt of a song, and in the dream it would sound complete, like the the final version. And then I would wake up and go to my recording devices and hum it or play it so I could remember it. Mm-hmm. And then I developed those ideas. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you really do have to pay attention to your dreams. Yeah, I remember a whole bunch of them. They were very, uh, very musical a lot of the time. You know, it seems to me uh, we used Rachel's music in the movie as score. You know, not mm-hmm. just when she's performing it, but as, as underscore, and, and uh, it worked beautifully. You know, but that was us laying it in right. as editors, as filmmakers. But I'm, um, I'm committed to helping Rachel as much as she needs help to become a film composer. You oh, know, beautiful. some of the bigger scores of hers are very much like big big film scores, like an epic kind of thing. And she's so, she loves movies. She, she yes. enjoys movies with audio description. And uh, so I don't think there have been any blind film composers before, but I think she has the interest and the sensitivity to overcome any obstacles there because they're not that tough. I mean, she could tap into right. story and yeah. all that. Yeah. So that would be another area. You like film writing, right, Grace? Yeah. When I was watching the film and I saw Rachel composing and she was singing and she was laying down different tracks, I was, I was thinking, this is so powerful. This is so moving. This does feel like a film. That was, that was actually a Minnie Ripperton song. Oh, I love Minnie Ripperton. Yeah. Expecting, the one that she did in the church and yes. re- rehearsed in her room, that's Expecting is the title of that. Early Minnie Ripperton. It's beautiful. Before Loving You. Yes, one of my yeah. favorites. Mm-hmm. Rachel takes voice lessons every week with <clears throat> Linda Otson, a local voice teacher, for some years now. And, uh, and that's an example of 
she's not standing still, you know, always, mm-hmm. always work. She worked with many great teachers, David Pinto, Richard Tesh, yeah. Matt Horrocks, Toby, Toby Kaplan, Stonefield, and many along the way. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. I mean, you really have to keep developing yourself as an artist. Yeah, expanding. Do you have advice for people that are struggling? You know, they want to be musical. They want to aspire mm-hmm. to great things. Like, well, what kind of struggling? Well, perhaps they can't see as well. Maybe they want to learn different instruments, or they're not really sure where to start. It sounds like, you mm-hmm. know, the conservatory helped you in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know. The, the part that's kind of tricky is the best way to help help them out. Like flute, for example, I would like to do it, but I don't know how because I can't see I can't feel what they're doing right with their lips or where they're putting like the like showing them where the mouthpiece is and um, like starting out with the basics and then gradually finding your way there. Me, it starts out with just the basic idea, right? And then like with get when I started teaching myself guitar, Dad started. Dad showed me the basics and sort of the placements of the fretboard and that kind of thing. And then I just pretty much figured the rest of it out. Sure. Naturally. What about ukulele? Ukulele, that was pretty pretty easy, too. Um, that was around the same time I started teaching myself guitar. So You're great on that one. It's a fun instrument. It is. I just saw Jake Shimabukuro perform. He's amazing. Oh, Amazing. Mm-hmm. Rachel got to meet him, uh, right, Rachel? Yeah. He came to Ventura yeah. oh. a year, year and a half ago or so, and uh, so he knows about Rachel, and uh, cool. he, he p- shouted her out on uh, from the stage. We had an amazing yeah. musician in the audience, oh. and we get the picture yeah. with him and stuff. Wonderful. So where mm-hmm. should people go to find out more about you, Rachel? Should they go on YouTube? Do you have a uh, website? A whole, a whole bunch of places. Is it Mm-hmm. com. YouTube is where I have a lot of my videos, and in SoundCloud, Mitchell Flowers One, I do a lot of covers, which I recorded myself. I did everything myself on those. And, and then my CD, my first CD called Listen, that's, uh, you could find that at a whole a whole bunch of places, iTunes, Amazon, and Fantastic. Bandcamp is another website. And we have the uh, soundtrack from the film we're working on, and that'll be out there too, in effect, be Rachel's second album. Playing with Dweezil and Arturo, and and it's it's quite a piece of work in itself. So she'd be harder to harder to miss at some point, you know, a neighborhood girl to to someone potentially global influence and inspiration. Yes, are there concerts coming up where people can attend to see you perform? Birmingham, England, on July twenty eighth. Keith Emerson tribute. Birmingham, England, uh, July 28th. Rachel's flying over with her mom to. Uh, she did a Keith Emerson, who's a major influence on on her, you know, from ELP. Yes. Emerson, Lake and Palmer, yeah. and uh, she did a tribute in L.A. Uh, last year, and now she's been invited to uh, to Birmingham Symphony Hall to do a big tribute with Rick Wakeman and who else? Wow, Rachel. Oh, people. Mark Bonilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a guitar player. Lots of people. Fantastic. And then I don't know where are you located, Janine. I'm in Orange County, right side of L- right outside of L.A. Well, Rachel is playing Saturday, the 17th of June, at Squashed Grapes, so the great little club in Ventura. Oh. It's the day after she uh, 
opens the film with us in, in, at the Music Hall in Beverly Hills on Friday the 16th. Okay. I'm off to New York for the New York openings, but Rachel will be playing uh, at 7 o'clock uh, till 10 o'clock at Squashed Grapes. I think it's squashgrapes.com. Uh, in Ventura, uh, with her trio, uh, um, uh, it's Jeff Faulkner and Paul Tavener, a fantastic trio. So if people want to travel, they can see her in Ventura. Okay, and I can put that up on my blog as well. Cool. cool. Fantastic. And if they want more information about the film, where should they go? They can go to hearingisbelievingfilm.com. And our, our Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com slash hearingisbelievingfilm, is really the most up-to-date information on there. So about our, the film opens, if I may plug a little bit. Yes, please do. Um, um, Friday the 16th uh, in L.A. at the Music Hall Theater on Wilshire. And also, for your listeners outside of California, uh, the Cinema Village in New York City, mm-hmm. the same date. And uh, we should be getting our reviews coming up Friday. So it's a big time for us and combination of three and a half years mm-hmm. of work and I must say, since they're both here, I'll thank them immensely for their patience and cooperation through this sometimes crazy process. <laughs> Was it crazy, Rachel? <laughs> Especially when they wake She's me been up. kind. <laughs> Especially when they wake me up. Come on, we're doing a radio interview. <laughs> well, that, that's always fun. Par for the course, right? All right, well, I won't keep you any longer. Thank you so much for calling in. Rachel, it's been great to talk to you. Lorenzo and Jeannie, wonderful. I'm glad you enjoyed the film. Oh, I did so much. So much. You're incredible. Thank you. Great chatting with all of you. I hope to meet you sometime, Rachel. And you too, Lorenzo and Eugenie. Thanks so much. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Five eight. Five eight. Five eight. Oh. Here we go.
All right, that was Zombie Woof, the video from Rachel Flowers' live stream. You can see the entire live stream of Rachel playing and recording this practice version of Zombie Woof by Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention by visiting my show blog at getthefunkatshow.kuci.org or if you check out her mom's YouTube channel at Jeannie Flowers, that's J-E-A-N-I-E, J-E-A-N-I-E, Flowers. You'll see it up there. It is absolute brilliance. If you want to follow me on Twitter, just visit moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. I'm also on Facebook at Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at kuci.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.